guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. We got the book of Joel today, and Joel is kind of an interesting book because we really don't know a ton about Joel. Uh, you go to the Guide to the Scriptures, and it'll tell you he's a prophet in the land of Judah, so we're back down in the southern kingdom in the Old Testament. That's the thing you'll see with the uh, minor prophets is they're going to be bouncing back and forth all over the place. And there's not a lot of chronology to it. It's just the length of the book. So it says the date of his life is uncertain. He may have lived sometime between the reign of Joash before eight. 50 BC and the return of the tribe of Judah from captivity in Babylon, which is a couple hundred years later. So we just don't know when he lived, but he's got a cool message. Only three chapters here. To start this off, there was a, a little quote that I heard from uh, Sister Patricia Holland, Jeffrey R. Holland's wife, that I think is a good setup for the next couple of days. So Sister Holland said this, she said, recently we experienced the worst windstorm in Bountiful, Utah, that they've seen in several decades. Just as I was hearing news reports of semi-trucks, 20 of them being blown over on the roadside, I looked out at my lovely back window down towards our creek and saw one of our large trees go down with a crash. For a moment, I confess, I was truly fearful. It was very early in the morning and Jeff, Elder Holland, was just leaving for the office. I said to him, do you think this is the end? Is it all over or about to be? Now, I love what she says about Elder Holland and his response here. She says, my husband, who has deep faith and endless optimism, took me in his arms and said, no, but wouldn't it be wonderful if it were? Wouldn't it be wonderful if Christ really did come and his children really were ready for him? Wouldn't it be terrific if evil were finally conquered once and for all and the Savior of the world came down in the midst of the New Jerusalem to wipe away every tear from every eye? Yes, my husband said, in lots of ways, I wish it were the end. But it's not. It's just a stiff windstorm and bountiful. We've got a lot more work to do. It's interesting how some people, and again, I'm not trying to say anything about Sister Holland at all, but I think most of us, when we think of the second coming, we think of that time period that's that's coming, you know, before the millennium. When that's gonna happen, we get scared and it becomes a very terrible day for us. And yet there are others who look at this as a great day for us. So I want to take you into Joel chapter 2. And the guide to the scriptures suggests this, that chapter 1, it talks about a time period where, which was a, a time period of drought. Uh, locusts apparently came and destroyed quite a bit of the land. So you get into chapter 2 where it's foreshadowing of what the second coming is going to be like. Now many of you are familiar with the picture where you've got Jesus Christ standing there and on his right hand you have got people who are just excited. They're looking forward to him. They're looking to him with great anticipation and great hope. And on his left hand, he's got kind of turned down a little bit. And you've got all these people who are just not excited to see him. There's a lot of desolation. There's a lot of what it says in Joel chapter 2 chapter heading, war and desolation preceding the second coming. How the sun and the moon will be darkened. And again, this is a tough time period. And so again, I want to focus on this idea that's almost kind of in the middle of the chapter. If you go down to verse number 11, it talks about the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can abide it? So for some people, this day is going to be great. And for some people, it is going to be very, very terrible. It just depends on what side you want to find yourself on, which is going to kind of be the theme over the next couple of days with this lesson. Well, as you scan through about the first 11 verses, you're going to see some things that are going to cause a lot of terror, if you will. How it talks in verse 2 about a day of darkness and gloominess, clouds, thick darkness. Verse 3, 
fire devouring before them, uh, this flame burning. There's all kinds of references to war. You go down to verse number 10. The earth shall quake before them. Heaven shall tremble. Sun and moon shall be dark. Stars shall withdraw their shining. So this is going to be a rough time period. But I also think it's not going to be, I mean, those are things that you and I have very little control over. Stuff like that is just going to happen. But there are some things that you and I do have control over. You go to the second half here, starting at about verse 21. I love verse 21. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Verse 22, it says, be not afraid. Verse 23, be glad. Um, Again, this was a time period, apparently, of a lot of famine. So you go down to verse number 24. The floors shall be filled with wheat. The fat shall overflow with the wine and the oil. Verse 25 is kind of cool if you want to take it a little symbolically. I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, palmer worm, all of those things. I will restore to you that time period where stuff was taken away. I love that. Verse 26, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. You shall praise the name of the Lord your God. He hath dealt wondrously with you. My people shall never be ashamed. Ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, that I am the Lord your God and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. The next few verses should be fairly familiar with us from about 28 on down the rest of the chapter. So Moroni kept Joseph Smith up half the night quoting this. He he quoted like four different times. Joel chapter 2 from about verse 28 down to the end. Look at these. It shall come to pass that afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's a cool time period. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Uh, Moroni even told Joseph, he said, now this will come to pass at a certain time period. Maybe Moroni was talking about Joseph Smith with this. Old men dreaming dreams, young men seeing visions. you got the spirit of prophecy there, which is so awesome. And upon all the servants and the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit. I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood, fire, pillars of smoke. I love how President Nelson said, there's going to be things that we're going to see in the future that are going to be some of the greatest things the Lord has ever done. The sun shall be turned to darkness, moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Verse 32 is so cool. Again, 31, we don't have a lot of control over that. 32, it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Now, the cool thing about all of that, I want to take you back up to the middle of this chapter. Now, you go back to about verses 12 and 13. Therefore, also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, that's called repentance, and with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, not your garments. Back in the Old Testament, you know, I had these guys that would just tear their clothes, and the Lord's like, I don't want your torn clothes. I want your heart. I want the broken heart. That's what I want from you. And turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil, which on that, the footnote, it shows you all kinds of stuff where it's not the Lord repenting, but it is us needing to repent as well. So I love that how as we are repenting and changing that day of the Lord when he comes is going to be less terrible and it's going to be more great, which leads us to what we're going to talk about to finish up tomorrow. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.